somewhere in the bowels of the city that never sleeps. Kevin McCullough, radio host with Salem Media. Is a man also not sleeping. Syndicated radio talk show host Kevin McCullough. And that guy would like a word with you. Many of you know him from his looks for Damas. Of course that Kevin show is going to be great. The only thing that could be greater, of course, would be that Donald show. But we don't have that, so we have that Kevin show. Featuring the music of Dick Tunney and the Dream in Color Orchestra. Still to come this hour on That Kevin Show, it's Assignment Desk Weekend. Plus, journalist Siamak Korami with Why People Are Leaving California. And back in the spotlight, more Ellie Holcomb. And now, from Times Square, where New Yorkers were paid a visit this week by Ed Sheeran's fluffy blue friend, and it's rumored he started life out as a lovable pizza rat, here's that Kevin! All right, welcome to hour number two. Very glad to have you with us. It's uh, that Kevin show, per usual here on this Saturday night. And, you know, one of the things we like to do is to always keep you up to date on what's going on. That's why we have very <clears throat> maniacal monologue to start the show. Lots of newsmakers in between. And in hour number two, we kick it off with Assignment Desk Weekend. <laughs> on Thursday of this week, special counsel Jack Smith for the first time in American history, brought an indictment against a former U.S. president. Since he was appointed by the Biden DOJ, and since President Trump is likely to win the GOP nomination for the 2024 POTUS race, President Biden now joins the elite company of Mao Zedong, Joseph Stalin, and Adolf Hitler for attempting to jail their biggest rivals. No joke necessary. It's just history. The Trump indictment was also timed to be released on the same day as the FBI finally turning over evidence to the House Oversight Committee that showed that then-VP Biden had engaged in a $10 million bribery scheme with Ukrainian executives from Burisma. The president split the bribe with his son, Hunter Biden. When confronted about the revelations, Biden asked the PBS reporter in response, Where's the money? There's damning evidence in the FBI file that you sold out the country. Do you have a response to the congressional Republicans? Where's the money? His response was misunderstood by many because as opposed to being snarky, the addle brain leader had actually just forgotten where he had placed it. New surveys show that Americans living in New York can save almost $200,000 by moving to Miami. Other perks also listed in the survey, no constant smell of a weed when you walk through the city, uh, no getting robbed on the subway, no public urination, and much smaller, some would say almost invisible, tiny pizza rats. Experts are warning the U.S. that newly uncovered plans by China to build a secret spy station in Cuba would be, quote, not safe. U.S. voters responded by reminding said experts that on Joe Biden's watch, no one is safe, especially where stairs 
are nearby and involved. The nation's most listened to podcast host has had enough. This week, Joe Rogan torched Target for their easy tuck swimsuits, along with Hershey's Chocolate and Bud Light for using Dylan Mulvaney to endorse their products. What severely pushed Rogan over the edge, though, was Mulvaney's threat regarding the upcoming swimsuit season. Normalize it. And I wear clothes like this, and we all just normalize women having bulges sometimes because we're coming up on bikini season, baby, and you might see a bulge or two. So normalize the bulge. We are normalizing the bulge. Women can have bulges. And On this day in 1752, Ben Franklin flew his famous kite. Also on this day in 2023, Mark Zuckerberg has been forced to admit his team wrongfully censored people on Facebook. Amy Schumer lost the game of you first with her celeb friends as to who would admit the use of Ozempic for their weight loss programs. And Garth Brooks, after insisting that his bar would normalize the bulge, was also forced to admit that he's a rotten dad. And finally, the strangest story this week. Cracker Barrel eateries took heat for a social media post which depicted one of the chain's famous rocking chairs with rainbow-colored slats, forgetting for a moment that the rainbow was both the theme for Pride Month as well as God's covenant to never flood the earth again. The company was responsive to the outcry. As a compromise, the famously Southern chain has added a new dish to the menu, grits flavored like the famous breakfast cereal, Fruit Loops. And that's your Assignment Desk Weekend. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got a great hour still in store for you. We, we're going to speak with um, Siamak Kurami, who is going to uh, give us the, the in-depth lowdown and what's going on in California. Uh, he's just authored the, the documentary, Leaving California, The Untold Story, and we're going to get into the kind of nitty-gritty of what's happening in the Golden State. Uh, a little bit later on, we're also going to uh, enjoy more music spotlight with Ellie Holcomb, uh, her song Constellations, uh, on the spotlight stage before we're done. But I want to tell you about something I'm very excited about. This last week, we um, began to offer for the first time something I've wanted to do for the entirety of my broadcast career. You know that that hosts take listeners to special places and they see special things. You've heard of everybody doing tours. Hugh Hewitt and Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher and Sebastian Gorka. Everybody does a tour. I've led several tours to Israel, but there's been a tour I've always wanted to do and I've never had the opportunity to until now. And that is... Next year, for the 80th anniversary of the invasion of Normandy and the other beaches on D-Day, it's the 80th observation of the D-Day invasion, we have an opportunity to take a group to uh, kind of retrace the steps of the heroes that led that um, <laughs> victory in World War II. Uh, we will start out um, in June of next year, June 28th, we will start out in London, 
We'll all fly there. We'll be together for a couple of days and see some of the World War II memorials, how the the British and the Allies intersected with each other and the plans that were made and where they uh, strategized the uh, victorious landing. And then we will go to uh, Portsmouth. Uh, we will catch the ferry. We will go across the channel and approach the beaches the same way that the uh, young men did as they were coming out of the uh, the bulkhead of those uh, ships. And as we uh, then get on uh, land in France, we'll spend a couple of days in the Normandy region. We'll see the, the we'll see the beaches. We will honor the fallen at the American cemetery. We will uh, see some of the more strategic uh, landmarks that were involved in that invasion for a couple of days. We'll also do something fun. We'll, we'll go and have a wine tasting at one of the uh, local wineries and do some other really fun stuff there. And then we'll uh, make our way down to Paris and wrap up the trip uh, in the uh, the city of love, it should be the most amazing trip. If you if you're a World War II nut, if you just like London and Paris, and you just want to experience something really cool. But here's the catch: we have only got 32 spots available for this trip. It's going to be a very intimate group of people. We're going to have a lot of fun, but you have to sign up, and you've got to do that. So here's here's how we're going to initiate this tonight. If you are interested in the 80th D-Day anniversary, London to Paris venture with Kevin McCullough. Go to one of my social medias, That Kevin Show, or send me a direct message there or send me an email to uh, kmcradio at gmail.com, kmcradio at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put World War II. Just put WW2 or World War II. Just put World War II in the subject line. And then uh, we will send you back the information on the trip. There is a very small deposit that's necessary to hold your spot. We're going to go about one year from now. So you've got plenty of time to uh, budget and plan for it. And it's not terribly expensive. It's going to be a 10-day trip. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be amazing. And we want you to come with us. Uh, so send me an email, kmcradio at gmail.com and put World War II in the um, in the uh, subject line there. But again, only 32 spots available for this special excursion, this 80th D-Day anniversary uh, excursion from London to Paris. And uh, we'll spend a lot of time together. We'll get to talk about almost anything that you'd like, uh, politics, <laughs> geopolitical problems, or just the fun stuff that we like to cover here on That Kevin Show. But I want you to know about it. I want you to get your deposit in, and I want you to make plans to join us next June 28th, June 28th through July 7th. Uh, we will be there. And I believe on the 4th, that's when we will be at the American Cemetery uh, in Normandy. It should be a very moving opportunity so will you make plans to join us i sure would like it if you could all right kevin mccullough we've got a big hour stay with us ready or not you'll be right back that kevin My next guest serves as the bureau chief for Southern California's uh, outpost for the Epoch Times, um, a news agency that has come on board in recent years with uh, a very objective uh, kind of view towards the events as they uh, are uh, playing out in front of us. 
And uh, he's had a special assignment in uh, recent uh, times that he's also going to tell us about, uh, which is why we've invited him on the show tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Siamak Kurami. Siamak, welcome. Kevin, thank you. Kevin, thank you so much for having me. It's great to it's great to have. Um, leaving California, the untold story is the um, is the name of the documentary, and I've I've seen the trailer, and we're going to play that for my viewers and listeners here in just a moment. But there is a really tragic narrative being played out in Southern California, and I'm curious. My listeners know some of the beefs that I've brought up over the years, but what what are some of the reasons, motivations, rationale you you chose to make this documentary at this time? You know, uh, Kevin, one of the things we noticed is as we went out there and talked to people that are leaving, we realized that a lot of them love the state, but they have to leave because something in their life has changed. The cost of living is so high here. Cost of housing is so high. You know, the crime is going up. And public education is not as good as it, it, it used to be. So things have changed in their life and they have to leave, even though they love the state. You know, when I stole my bride from Southern California 20 years ago, she grew up in a place that had very great memories for her, uh, lower crime, uh, the homeless problem, the public urination and defecation and encampments of homeless people, even in smaller cities like Santa Barbara now. Uh, a lot of these things were not were not going on, were not taking place, and certainly not to the degree that they are now. But as she's gone, we have watched from this side of the country as many of her relatives have packed up and left as well. And that doesn't even begin to discuss the problem of major businesses leaving. Um, what, what do you think is leading California in this direction? How did it get to the place where crime has spiraled out of control? Uh, the cost of living is through the roof and people are, are that don't want to leave are, are exiting. You know, Kevin, what's fascinating here is that most people in California don't know why the way things are the way they are. Hmm. So, for example, cost of living is high, but people don't really question, like, why is it so much more expensive here to get gas? The cost of gas here is 40 percent higher than the national average. The cost of utility is a lot higher. The electricity is more than double than the national average. But people don't really question it. They just go with the way they think this is the way it is. At the same time, the leaders of the state, they are choosing certain policies. You know, we, we have really committed to, to climate policies that cost us a lot, but it's costing the average Californians. And the media is not doing the job of telling the average Californians what's going on. And um, so, so over time, as these policies have gone up without, has gone on without getting checked, it's causing things to get out of control. So, for example, you mentioned homelessness, you know, we, and crime. We passed Prop 47 uh, 10 years ago, and we essentially legalized theft. And um, we are allowing people to camp on the streets, and we are allowing people to steal and actually use that money to buy drugs. And drug dealers have taken control of these homeless encampments. And at the same time, our policymakers are building housing for them. We're, we're paying taxes in a city like LA. We're, we, we passed the measure uh, seven years ago to build housing for the homeless. We spent $1.2 billion on housing, but 
It was supposed to be studios that was at $120,000 a unit uh, to house 10,000 people. After seven years, we built studios that cost $600,000 and, and only we were housing 1,100 people. We've only built 1,100 studios instead of 10,000. So there's this uh, phenomena where we have problems that policymakers are kind of ignoring and they're trying to solve their own problems. But at the same time, there's a level of corruption on the way they're solving these problems. And the media is not really telling us what's going on. That's why, that's why we really made this documentary to go deep, to, to analyze what's happening. Yeah. And for people that are watching or listening, you can go to SalemNow.com or get uh, on the Salem Now app on your Apple or Android device and download it and watch it. It's called Leaving California, The Untold Story. Um, See, Mac, I want to uh, touch on a couple of things as the rest of the country has watched California. Uh, and I've jokingly uh, made statements on the air about, you know, maybe it would be better for the rest of the country if we sawed the state off of the continent and pushed it into the Pacific and let it see how, how well it would do by itself uh, for as long as possible. Um, my, my bride didn't find that to be a funny joke. Uh, but It is not funny, Kevin, to us in <laughs> California. <laughs> no, it can't be because there are still some good people there trying to fight like yourself for what is good. So I have to I have to keep that sarcasm in check a little bit. But there are some things that California has adopted that are a legitimate threat to the rest of the country. And I want to touch on one and get your thoughts on it. Um, a number of years ago, probably five to six years now, uh, Gavin Newsom uh, said, we're, we're going to we're going to pull ourselves out of the Joint Terrorism Task Force which linked local police efforts with federal terrorism, anti-terrorism efforts. It was created after 9-11 in, in the aftermath of that terrorist attack and was really designed to help local law enforcement and federal anti-terrorist units work more closely together so that they can stop attacks before they occur. That's the express design of it. And Bernie Carrick, former NYPD commissioner, was one of the uh, people that put it together uh, when it was, when it was compiled, California said, we're, we don't want to be part of it anymore. Um, simultaneously, they've adopted the most open border sanctuary policy in the country. It's not just a sanctuary city, it's a sanctuary state. And with that comes promises of education and, and hospital care and other things that have in some ways, I think, bankrupted the state. But when you combine those two things and you have an open border and you combine it with not knowing or communicating about what's going on from a terrorist perspective, California is kind of the perfect place if a sleeper cell wanted to carry out something against the rest of the country to launch it from. And no one seems to care or notice that that potential has been given. You've talked about crime and some of the other things, but is there a real danger looming in California right now? Well, Kevin, the way the Public Safety Committee and the lawmakers in California are, are treating public safety itself is, 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 is a huge question. Now, you, you're right about the, the terrorist dangers that are out there, but even just the basic things like legalizing theft, you know, you can't, you don't even get any punishment. You can't. So what happens is that you can go and steal anything under $900 and you can keep going and stealing and stealing and stealing. There has been 17 attempts last year to change this law, but they all died in this public safety committee that we have. The people that are in charge of the public safety committee in California, they really have a different view of, of safety. There's been attempts to change the laws on fentanyl and um, 
even Democrats in the state are not able to do much. Okay, there hold that thought. We're going to come right back yeah. uh, with Siamak uh, Kurami uh, from Epoch Times in Southern California. Very honored to have him. And his new movie is called Leaving California, The Untold Story. Coming right back. Stay here. Ready or not, he'll be right back. Times Square, but joining me from Southern California is Siamak uh, Karami, who is the Southern California Bureau Chief for the Epoch Times and the uh, producer of the new documentary, Leaving California, The Untold Story, that really explores a lot of the problems that are driving Californians from their native place. Again, he started this conversation by reminding us there are people leaving that don't want to leave. They like California. They want to be there. But it's become nearly impossible. Uh, C-Mac, just before the break, you were you were in the process of explaining that legalized theft, along with terror threats and other things, have created um, a very dangerous environment. When you add to that the public distastefulness of all of the homeless encampments and how they've exploded over the last couple of years, I mean, it's not like it was... California has always had sometimes more lenient policies and depending on which city you're in towards the homeless. It seems like the entire state has uh, put a big sign on its front lawn saying, you know, homeless sleep here. Yeah, and also fentanyl has come into the mix and a lot of people are doing fentanyl on the streets. And there's been attempts to 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 put some laws to punish the drug dealers in, in the California legislature. But they, even though these attempts have come from Democrats, and a lot of the Democrats want, want to do something about this, they're still facing challenges getting them passed through the Public Safety Committee. Wow. So there's there's a lot of challenges in this state. And the worst part of all this is that the average Californian doesn't really know what's going on. 650,000 uh, residents have left. Isn't that correct? Uh, well, the, the total number, so there's a net number that, okay. that over 800,000 people have left. Wow. More left than have come in net in the, in, 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 from 2020 to 2022. And, and that, you, you can't continue to um, just lose population like that. That's a lot of tax base. People that have the ability, upwardly mobile people that have the money to move, um, that, that just deepens the problems, No. Yeah, it's significantly. And the type of people that are leaving, we're seeing that this, the percentage of people that make above $200,000 has been a lot higher in the last few years. So wealthier people are leaving now. And we have lost a significant amount of AGI because the, the, the gross income, the taxable income. Because every year that these people leave, we lose a certain portion and that portion doesn't come back and it just aggregates. And we have lost billions of dollars of tax revenue. That is that that has. But you're still going to give everything to everyone for free. It doesn't seem to work that way in in my math class when I was when I was growing up. Simak uh, Kurami, thank you for spending some time with us. I'm going to play for you now, friends, uh, the trailer for Leaving California: The Untold Story. Take a look. The homeless problem is getting worse. It's not getting better. Crime is getting worse. It's not getting better. 
regulations are getting worse, it's not getting better. People are bailing on California in record numbers. More than half of Californians are considering moving. It might be harder to find a U-Haul than to find your next home. The exodus of people moving out of California is not new. Ex no sane person would want to leave California if they could make it here. For the first time ever, people are leaving. In 2020, California lost 650,000 people. First time in my lifetime I've heard that. I'm leaving California. Why you should consider moving to heaven. We're going to miss you guys. Several high-profile companies like Tesla have moved their headquarters. I'm out of here. This place is going to stink. Watch. They already have high taxes. This is just the tip of the iceberg. California treats businesses like criminals and taxpayers like organ donors. And people get tired of it. Here's some of our costs. Drivers are paying at $7.39 a gallon. $3 million. This is like a normal house. Our problems are man-made. All you have to do is pay attention. Here is what I found. I can't be the only person who's seeing this. The California legislature can't go on forever like this. This is a form of self-destruction. When I came here 22 years ago, it was a different California. Where is the state headed? California will deteriorate. Where'd the money go? This is because of stupid policies. There's no other word for it. The politicians are making money off our problems. People were tricked. They're being lied to, and their way of life is being destroyed. There's a lot of people that you would be surprised by their stories. My entire family is leaving. You know, we left all of our friends behind. Hey, live a day or two in our shoes. We're going to lose the very core values that built this state. California's bad ideas go national really fast. And if California fails, the United States failed. All right, that's a sneak peek at Leaving California, the Untold Story. Now available at SalemNow.com. Kevin McCullough, that Kevin show continues in a moment. Ready or not, we'll be right back. back with you from Times Square, and we have a little fun. We try to have a little bit of a laugh, and uh, we, we try to give you the breaking news on the biggest stories of the day every single week. But I cannot let this summer go by and lose even one ounce of momentum on the incredible work that you're doing in helping us liberate 192 women and girls who are caught in slavery in North Sudan. Uh, thus far, as of today, uh, we know that 68 have been liberated because of your generosity. And that's on top of the hundreds and thousands that you've helped us in the last four to five years uh, right here uh, with Kevin McCullough. So, so honored, so humbled, so grateful. But uh, friends, if we are going to liberate all 192 by the end of this summer, or the end of this year, that means that there are a lot left to go, 127 to be exact. 
And I believe that there are at least 127 people listening to Kevin McCullough, that Kevin show right now, that could do a one-time gift of $250 or maybe a 10-month gift of $25 or a five-month gift of $50 or a two-month gift of $125 to liberate a life right now, especially when you understand the amazing good work that it does. Uh, what, what you're talking about is essentially taking a young woman who has been abducted since she was in her early teens, has been ritualistically raped, um, repeatedly abused in every way fashionable, verbally, physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, oftentimes impregnated by the slave master and then have the children stolen from her uh, once they are weaned. Uh, these are women that have lived extraordinarily hard, difficult existences. But when Christian Solidarity International, our partner, shows up liberates them, brings them back to a place of safety, begins to hear their story, begins to let them uh, express what they've been unable to express for the last 12, 15, 20 years. Uh, tears flow, joy happens, and the amount of suffering that they had while they were in slavery is turned into equal amounts of enthusiasm and happiness. But the one thing that they are very, very concerned about is that we make sure we get all of them. This year, I was very pleased to hear from the management of Christian Solidarity International in that uh, for many years, oftentimes those children of these slaves have not been able to be liberated, uh, especially with the moms, but even at all. But this year, we have started liberating a number of children that had been previously taken from their mothers. And so it's an exciting thing to reunite a child and a mom. It's a, it's a beautiful thing to see an act of um, real joy uh, take place uh, in, in terms of liberating people that have been enslaved. And if we believe that human trafficking and that human slavery is an affront uh, to human dignity, if, if we honestly believe that this is something that, that we need to not only uh, put an end to, but to speak out against. There is no better way to do that right now than to liberate those who are enslaved. And so CSI working with uh, partners in 18 different countries to end human trafficking and human slavery, but they cannot do it alone. And your gift of $250, uh, though it, it does have some impact on the uh, liberation itself, there's a vaccine that's supplied for the slave master's cattle. That's what they trade the slave, the life of the slave for. You give me a vaccine, I'll give you the slave. Um, we'll gladly do that. Uh, but then the rest of that $250 provides them everything they need to start their life over again when they've been reestablished in South Sudan. It includes utensils to use for cooking, gardening, fishing. It includes um, safety materials like tarps and blankets to protect themselves from the weather and from the elements. It includes a year's worth of grain, of sorghum grain to eat and have nutritious food every single day. It includes a year's worth of seed to plant a second crop so that that year you are developing the crop for the following year. And then probably the most fun part of all of it is being able to give them their own little she-goat that helps them uh, begin a new life, a microenterprise, have little she-kids, and uh, sell those and provide for their family. But this is what you give with your $250. You're impacting girls and women whose lives are a lot like a woman named... I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock, and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried, we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. 
We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief. And then they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by, how I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. It's a reasonable request. The phone number is 888-342-1010, 888-342-1010. And your gift right now of only $250 will liberate another girl like a hoke, the one you just heard the story from. The names may sound different to our Western ears, but their hearts, their desires, their lives are no different than your own daughter's. Friends, if you believe that slavery is evil, and if you believe that we should be here to make a difference, then please do. Pick up the phone, 888-342-1010, 888-342-1010. You can also give online by just going to bringherhome.org. That's bringherhome.org or 888-342-1010. That's 888-342-1010. Ready or not? We'll be right back. That Kevin. Serving it up with a no drink minimum. It's that cabin. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Ellie Holcomb with a song of hope. There once was a season of infinite light where the distance from heaven was not far behind. I was close to you. I was close to you. To that moment in time when the colors and fragments were beautifully bright How I long for you How I long for you Cause out here in the dark Underneath the canopy of stars Constellations Tell me that I'm not alone Cause honestly I'm 
miles does my soul have to drive before love can collide with the mess of my life? That's not hard for you. That's not hard for you. Cause you see through spectrums of darkness and light, but I'm losing my way and I'm losing my mind. I can't see the truth. Help me see the truth. Face the memory of sun that been shining for days. You've already been in this desolate place. You've already been hearing you've made a way. Pembrokes of glory strung out across the sky. Memories of darkness undone by the light. Reminding me you are right here by my side. You're here. from Ellie Holcomb, rounding out this edition of That Kevin Show. And a big thank you to everyone who had a hand in this one. We'll be back next week. Hope to see you.